Welcome to Things to Know. I'm Luca, and on this show, we talk to the people that make the Thingdoms what it is. Today, we're talking to a Thingdoms OG, none other than Undyne Merck. Undyne Merck is an engineer, an OG gamer, and in some cases, a moderator. I hope you enjoy this interview, but more importantly, I hope you learned something. Thank you so much for coming on today. Why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Uh, my name is actually, my name is Mitchell. I don't really care to dox myself. That is fine. Um, I am a engineer slash prototyper. Uh, I do own a prototyping firm that what we do is uh, we specialize in pharmaceuticals. Um, so if a pharmaceutical company has a problem or uh, needs a specific machine or device to handle a certain application. Uh, we make we make those and design them and uh, prototype them and test them and then give them to the customer. So that's primarily what my company does. But yeah, uh, as far as from the NFT side, um, I've got I got into crypto in uh, 2017. Kind of just dabbled just here and there. Not you know nothing nothing excessive or anything, uh, you know, re just kind of stayed abreast of everything that was going on in the market, you know, just because I thought it was interesting. And um, I guess I, the beginning of last year, I dabbled a little bit into Axie Infinity, um, you know, got out of it, didn't really like the game that much. Um, just I, I didn't think that it was really applicable to what I wanted to do as far as making money. Um, so I didn't really mess, after I got out of that, I didn't mess with NFTs until um i think it was august of this last year and i just started doing some research online and i found i found a uh a, a gaming nft that was just coming out and the discord had kind of just blown up it went from like a thousand members to i think like nine or ten thousand members in like three or four days uh and it was called game of blocks so i jumped into their discord and you know, being kind of a degenerate OG gamer, I've, you know, I've always been around Discord for a long time and uh, just never really been into the NFT servers and stuff. So uh, I found that I found Game of Blocks and I, I really kind of did a quintessential, you know, grind and talk and got really involved in the community for a while. And uh, slowly but surely after about, I think it was two months right before the launch, I was made a moderator um, from the developers and uh that kind of just snowballed into, you know, meeting other people. I ended up getting into Zen Academy through, um, through them. And then, um, uh, Zen was doing a giveaway on Thingdoms. And of course, you know, I entered just like everybody else tries to get it and I didn't win. And I, I'd, I'd been following Thingdoms for a couple of weeks and I, you know, I was kind of bummed out and, you know, I was just like, man, I really want to get into Thingdoms. So, um, uh, Luke was doing an interview with Zeneca and uh, on Zeneca's server, and I jumped up on stage. And I was like, "Hey, man, let me in! Let me in! Let me in! <laughs> Open the door!" <laughs> so he did a, a quick. I think it was like a, a, a twenty opening thing right there on the on the chat, and I jumped in, and I I don't know what happened, but like about ten minutes later, after you know, because at that during that point in time, the the thing FM chat was just like you couldn't even read it. It was going so fast you couldn't read it. So I, uh, I, I just kept, you know, I was like, what, what's going on? What's going on? I was kind of freaking out. And then next thing I know, I got whitelisted just from, I guess, <laughs> being active. And 
you know, and then uh, I think I think Mint was like two two days after that. So wow. Um. So so of course, uh, you know, that was uh, aside from minting the game of blocks and being a moderator there. That was actually Thingdoms would be my third mint of an NFT. So um, I, w- I was relatively new at that point, and you know, I was just really stoked, and I couldn't believe I got on the whitelist, and. You know, and, and it's been a, a really, really good learning experience for me. I mean, um, you know, the community, as far as the people I've met there, um, I would say out of all the groups that I've joined in the past six months, Thingdoms, I've made more friends and more lasting connections from the people I've met there than I have pretty much in any of the other ones I've been in. Now, that's not to say I haven't made a lot of connections, you know, being involved in uh, another NFT server I have there as well. It's just, you know, as far as just organic, you know, meeting people, getting to talk, having, you know, getting involved in, in, in Twitter, uh, Twitter groups, alpha groups there that are all just from meeting people through Thingdoms has, has been really kind of eye-opening and, you know, uh, really open and welcoming. So, I mean, I would say that's probably one of the more positive things about Thingdoms that I remember. Yeah, I agree 100%. I feel like a lot of people have that same perspective of the Thingdoms community being something at least somewhat unique in terms of just how organic it feels and and how it manages to bring people together. You mentioned being a moderator um, and and kind of getting into that world. What made you want to become a moderator? Was it that community aspect? Was it something else? How did that kind of come about? Um, I would say that the the main thing about okay, so when I became a moderator, it was just because I was so into the community and I knew things about Discord. I mean, I, I'm not I'm I'm not going to sit here and you know toot my own horn and say that I'm the you know best you know programming bots and stuff like that. I mean, I know how to do a lot of that stuff, but that's really not my forte. I think a lot of what I brought to the community as a moderator was just being able to handle tough situations, being able to be diplomatic when people were were mad or uh, stressed or concerned about something and being able to diffuse those situations in, in, in a way that would uh, allow for the explanation to go over. So I, I think that team had just kind of saw me as somebody that could speak within the community and, and help out where, where things need to be explained, help newcomers come in, you know, and, and that's kind of, it really wasn't something that I wanted that I was actively looking to be, you know, it was just kind of, I fell, fell into the position. And the reason, you know, it, it kind of, it's, it's even expanded now because I'm moderator at uh, uh, every AI server, you know, and, you know, they had a really a good launch and I think they're sitting at one ETH right now. And, you know, I, the, I, I've just been with the screenshot team for so long now that it, ju- it just kind of bridges, you know, every step, it just kind of bridges into the next one. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, being a moderator is, is something that if, if somebody else is wanting to look to, to try to get into that, you really need to, if you're, if you're going by what I, what happened to me, you just really need to dive deep into a community because there's a lot of communities that are looking for moderators, you know, and it's not that they're actually looking for somebody that has, you know, three years experience or anything like that. It may just be on the community side. It could be on the programming and bot side. It could be on just, you know, security and, and just helping, you know, uh, things things stay safe and, and giving people alerts when other servers are being, you know, uh, hacked and stuff. So there, there's, there's all kinds of ways to get into being a moderator. Um, but I would probably, honestly, 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. The reason, main reason I got into be a moderator is because I knew it came with a free mint. You know, I mean, you know, not, 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 not all moderate, you know, some people pay their moderators. Some people pay them with free mints. Some people have free moderators. It just kind of depends on the server you're in. So, you know, I mean, I knew from what they had released that becoming a moderator was going to pretty much get you a free mint. And so that was really what I was kind of aiming for originally when I kept moving up the ladder because they had steps in their, uh, their roles. So, you 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 started out as just a regular regular uh, member, you know, and it's the way a lot of people are. But then you moved up to you know you're you're whitelisted, and then you moved up to where you were like a, a community lead, and then you moved up to where you were. Well, actually, it was called Kingsguard was what the moderator role was because Game of Blocks is kind of like a, a medieval type uh, um, roles or, or or based on medieval characters and stuff. So, um, but um, but, you know, and I got into there and then I just I just kind of kept going with it and kept going with it. And during that time, Thingdoms, of course, came into play and I, I, I side moderated for another server. And then uh, screenshot team came to me and said that they were going to do the Ever AI uh, launch, you know, or they were going to start building it. So I was like, well, you know, if you need me there, just let me know. And of course they did. And, you know, and, and that server in itself has been a totally different animal because uh, game of blocks. I think we've always been around 12 to 15,000 members, you know, and it, it, all different levels of activity, you know, going up and down, but you know, every AI has been, you know, 30,000 members on the discord and 65,000 members on the Twitter. It's just, it's, just, it's went to a whole different level of, of, of how much is taken of my time, but just fine. Yeah. Different scale entirely. I think it's it's so fascinating how, like you said, just kind of falling into one opportunity in this space can lead to a bunch of others. It's a small world and a very interesting one. I want to take a little bit of a step back from crypto in general. You are an OG gamer, as you say. You've spent a lot of time around games. Walk me through your experience with video games. When did they come into your life? What are your favorites? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm actually, I'll be turning 40 this year. So as far as people in the space, I'm, I'm quite old. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I consider myself old for, you know, the, the NFT space and gaming space, as far as when, when they're combined right now is a really mm -hmm. young space. I mean, you know, a lot of kids in college, you know, a lot of kids right out of college. Uh, but me, for me, you know, I mean, you know, I started out with a, an Atari, you know, and, you know, Super Nintendo and, you know, that that was before really mm -hmm. PC games were even around. You know, it was all 8 and 16-bit games. Um, you know, I would probably say, you know, I really, really was into uh, Mario and Sonic and all those really old OG games. And then, you know, and of course, you know, the, the movie The Wizard was a, a really big impact on me. It was, you know, the kid going to the World Championship in Mario, that was an awesome movie. Of course, you watch it now and you're like, oh, wow, that's really bad, bad production value. But, you know, back then it was, you know, something that you look at and you're like, oh, wow, you know. Um, but, you know, I've just, you know, even from seven years old, my dad always, you know, he, he was a, um, a design engineer. So he always had the top of the line desktop computer in our house and at his work mm -hmm. all the time. So, 
Um, you know, even when like the first flight simulators came out, you know, of course we had that in my house when we had, uh, uh, I think some of the really OG, uh, computer games when they first came out, like, uh, there was one called mist. Um, and it was really, you know, it was like you clicked here and then you kind of, it moved you to the next spot and then you looked around and you click and you solved puzzles and you went over here. I mean, it was, it was kind of 3d based, but it was but it was not like fluid movement. It was like you clicked and then it had to load the next screen. It's a, it's a fancy PowerPoint. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, there was a, there was another game called the loom and, uh, I, and I, I have a lot of vivid memories of it because me and dad played it till we beat it. And it was, it was kind of almost like uh, Contra type graphics, but it was kind of like mist in a way that you went into uh, like you'd go into a hut and in the hut you would have to solve a riddle and the riddle could be like um, you know playing a tune that you had to memorize or figuring out a, a sequence to unlock a door and you know the, the whole game was like to move you had to solve each riddle and and and, the, and you sometimes you'd have to go back in the game to find a clue that you missed you know five riddles ago and I think it took us like six months to be you know played you know you know, two or three times during the week, you know, for about an hour at a time. And I, I, you know, that's a lot of the fond memories of, of PC gaming, you know, and then, you know, of course, when I got in into college, when I was in college, that was, that was right when uh, Xbox came out, the original one and, and everybody could, and I, I was into modding my Xbox. I think I had like four of them and I had them, you know, I had like the, the wind, they were, they were all uh, modded and had windows uh, media center on them and, you know, mm-hmm. had, where I could get like Canadian TV on it and all, all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, you know, and of course I was going for engineering so that, you know, computer engineering and well, actually I was actually in aerospace engineering, but I kind of changed out to uh, just computer mechanical. So, um, but, um, yeah, just kind of, and even after I got married and had two kids, I still, you know, I still play, you know, PC games now. And I got an Xbox, and you know, my daughter, she, uh, I built her a gaming PC for uh, for Christmas last year. So she's, you know, she's really getting into Minecraft and the games that cool. I don't like. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> but yeah, you know, she's building in Minecraft and Roblox and stuff like that, and. You know, she has aspirations of wanting to be a streamer, but I told her, you know, you have to have to go to college and, you know, you have to do do it. But she's a dancer, too. So she's like she don't know what she wants. You know, she's eight years old. She's she's uh, you know, I told her it's whatever you want to be. But, you know, you always got to have, you know, being an influencer and things of that nature is is a different animal. And, and a lot of that is predicated on luck and finding an audience. So I told her, you know, if, if you want to try it when you get a certain age, that's fine. But always have a backup plan. Always know, you know, what, what's, what's your exit plan? Where, where, where's plan B if, if that doesn't work out? So um, it's it's really cool to see the generations start to build up of gaming, right? Because that's only starting to become possible now. I think it's so cool to see families where like gaming has been a part of that family dynamic for a while. Um, I think it's also interesting that those games had such severe compute limits, right? Like like the computers they were running on didn't have a lot of resources. Do you see parallels between that and kind of the state of, of play-to-earn gaming and, and blockchain gaming that exists today, almost in, in that same world of low-end processing, not a ton of resources to use? Are you 
interested in in crypto gaming how does it all kind of come together for you well you know to be honest that was actually you know i had when i left axie i was just like you know this is not really it you know and then mm. I, I read an article um right before i joined game of blog server and it was an article I, I wish i could find it but it was basically talking about how you know as soon as the 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 core gaming industry actually gets behind you know crypto gaming it, it is going to be the future you know it is it will be where the you know uh, uh ready player one will be the metaverse you know the 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 vr virtual reality augmented reality that's where it's all going and it is the future and mm -hmm. you know the more and more research i did it i did on it it's it really showed me that that is the future of gaming and you know they're I don't think we necessarily have to have like a, a Epic or a EA Sports or any of those to actually get on board for it to pretty much take over the space. I think it's it's coming, but it's coming on the back end, and anybody that is an early adopter of it is going to reap the rewards and the benefits in the long term. It's just, I think right now the biggest problem is people rush the games to market without no AAA game available. There's going to have to be a happy medium between a Web 2 and a Web 3 type game that will allow for AAA graphics and a play-to-earn type of mechanic with tokenomics. Yeah. So I, 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 think, I think it is the future. I just think you know that somebody's going to have to come out with a triple-A game like a Fortnite or a Halo or something, some big game that just gets, or a League of Legends that just gets everybody on board where they can actually have world championships and still have a play-to-earn tokenomics that have a big enough burn function within the token to allow for growth without flooding the market with the token that they're using. So... Um, I have my own ideas there on a way to do it, but I just I haven't. Uh, that's something that I have to go and, uh, and and attack later on down the road. So yeah, I I totally agree. I think the hybrid model is going to allow you to to get that AAA quality that you were talking about, and I also think that it's probably going to take over this space a lot quicker than people realize. When it comes to what's available now in terms of of gaming you mentioned world championships and so on are you interested in the esports aspect or not as much oh yeah yeah i mean absolutely nice. i mean i was uh <laughs> I, I mean i was I, i've been playing league of legends for years and years i actually uh i was under my old pseudonym uh not undying merc but one i killed once i got actually had kids because he was a little bit of a <laughs> more of a, a a red light gamer and pretty much just kind of dropped him when i'm not going to actually say the name because he would be searchable <laughs> but i mean i was pretty decent at uh at, i mean I, I was diamond league in league of legends i was i mean i, I played a, a bunch of other games that you know i I'm, if i hadn't been an engineer i probably would have tried for going professional in some esports type game but the problem there is right when that stuff kind of blew up you know i think i was i guess i was probably 24 26 somewhere around there and you know the the eye hand coordination and the 
response times does start to fade. I, mean, I, I would have had like two years of glory years and that would have been it, you know, and then I would have had to do something else, you know, and I just, I've made the conscious decision to start my own business and do engineering and stuff like that because I enjoyed it too. I mean, there, there anybody who's, uh, that's into graphics art or designing or any of that, it's all kind of based in the same part of the mm-hmm. brain that, um, that games would be in. So, you know, when I'm actually doing some CAD model of a new device or a design, you know, it's still tweaking the same parts of the brain that, you know, playing Halo, you know, for till two in the morning does. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a different, uh, a different side of, of, of using that part of your mind. So let's pivot a little bit back to Thingdoms. Um, you get your whitelist in Thingdoms, you're seeing this dance floor go crazy, you mint. What specifically makes you super, super interested in the project once you're in the Discord? Is it Thing FM, the art? What kind of draws you to the project? And then what specifically makes you stay? I know you mentioned the community is great, um, but is there some specific element of it that you find particularly interesting? Well, you know, if, if I do like the art, I mean, would I sit here and say that it's my favorite art I've ever seen? No, I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but I, I do like the art. I do love the community and the thing FM, the ideas behind it are definitely one of the things that drew me in in the beginning. But I would probably say one of the main things is, you know, when when you have a team that says that they're going to build a brand and they're going to do certain things with um, with making it a global brand. I, I really think with what the core tenets of Thingdoms is about, I really think that the possibility is there to to build a global brand that is that that breaches outside of just NFTs and and has another meaning. I mean, if, if you look at like you know board apes, you know, the, granted, you know, not everybody in the world knows about them, but but you don't have to be an NFT investor to know about Bored Apes. And they have created a global brand that stretches way beyond what they originally started as. And the reason why they've done that is because not only have they appealed to celebrities and long-term investors, and you know, if you own a Bored Ape, you, you're, you're part of a community that you know has enough alpha and enough... Um, I guess, connections within it to actually make a business for yourself and have the connections to, to help your, yourself expand, not even just financially, but just, mm-hmm. just personally. And, you know, I, th- I think Thingdoms has the, the base down and, 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 and they're in the right direction. And, and that's the main reason why I've stuck around for so long, because I think that, you know, as long as they execute and they do what they say they're going to do, it could be a global brand. It just, you know, it may, it may take a year, six more months or something like that. But, you know, it's just, just taking the steps. And I, I think that they're going in that direction. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they've laid a, a really good framework, a really good infrastructure with what they've done so far and have a good vision for it. Speaking on that time frame of years, if we zoom out a couple of years, five, 10, whatever you want, where do you see this all going? Do you see the gaming aspect accelerating and, and becoming mainstream? What do you see playing out? What do you hope happens? 
uh, what I see playing out and what I hope are two, two, two totally different things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because uh, the there are some things that are part of the, the gaming and the metaverse that I honestly believe are scary and a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. And I know that eventually it will go to that direction of, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think I just saw an ad the other day. It's like live forever you know, upload yourself into the metaverse within 10 years or something, you know, I mean, you know, I, to me personally, as much as I love gaming, I'm not going to get a plug into the back of my skull. I'm just not going to do it. But however, you know, I, I don't, you know, what I would like to see, I would like to see a, I would like to see a, it move into a direction where it just creates more connectivity with people and uh, allowing people to to connect with different languages, different cultures, different different everything, you know, without having to necessarily travel. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's going to be one of the biggest things that the metaverse will will bring for the world is it will allow for people to understand w- what other people's beliefs and and feelings are without having to take it from, let's say, the news or, or, or just from somebody else telling them how it is. You know, the, you know the, the, the advancement of technology and information and allowing people to get to, I mean, you know, I, okay, just from my experience, I mean, the, most of the team from Screenshot, they're all based in France. I mean, they're granted, you know, that's not, a, you know, a world away from me, but still, though, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm connected with people in France. I mean, some of our moderators are in China, India. You know, we've got uh, uh, one of our other core devs is in Los Angeles. Um, we've got uh, two moderators that are from Australia, you know, and this allows us to be connected 24-7 without, you know, you know, I know you can always call somebody on the phone and still get that connectivity, but I don't know. It's, 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 I just think it's bringing, it's allowing me to learn more about the way other people think than any other experience I've ever had. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a pretty well-traveled person. I mean, I've spent three months in Costa Rica. I, I mean, I've, I've went outside the U.S. quite a few times. But, you know, I, I think in a matter of, but they're, they're, they were always localized, you know, you know, I was in Costa Rica for three months. Or I, was, I was here for a month or I was here for a month, you know, and I learned a lot while I was there. But this is kind of like, this is bringing, you know, let's say a group of 20 people that are all working together, all from different cultures, different places. And I think that is one of the the best things that <clears throat> the Web3 space is bringing to the table. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you'd like to connect with Undying Merc, you can find them on Twitter at Merc Undying. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can also find me on Twitter at itsluka.wm. I'd like to extend a huge thank you to Undying Merc for joining me on the show today and telling their story. And as always, I'd like to extend a huge thank you to this entire community. You all are what make this place special. If you think you know someone that should be featured on the show, DM me on Twitter or on Discord. I'd love to hear your perspective. Stay thingy. Do good things, and I'll see you next week.